Hello, my name is Pastor Greg Wolf. Welcome to the Jordan Assembly of God Church Sunday Service Podcast. The series that we are doing is titled Life in Christ. It is currently going through the book of Galatians. If you would like to listen to past podcasts, please go to agjordanmt.com and follow the links. Or you may also search for Jordan AG on Spotify, Google Podcast, or Podbean. I'm glad you are here, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Now, without further introduction, life in Christ. So, I want you to think about this statement. Jesus is not a choice. Jesus is a decision. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for today. I thank you for having family. And Lord God, I thank you that we can just come together and worship you. I pray, Lord God, that we may just have a wonderful time. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So we are in Life in Christ, part 10. There's only one question. And in our announcements, if you would like to follow this series, we're currently on the Life in Christ, part 10. If you would like to actually go through the other portions of it, you can go to agjordanmt.com. And uh, you can find this on podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Podbean. And if you like to watch the videos on YouTube, it's even on YouTube. So uh, we're live streaming now. So if anybody's tuning in at this point in time, uh, thank you. Uh, welcome. So Jesus is not a choice. He is a decision. So let's do a little review here. Paul, Paul's point of this letter is a question. And the reason why it is a question why would you lay aside freedom found in Christ to put yourself underneath a law and a rule and regulation that nobody can actually ever live? And it's a bondage. The laws, rules, beliefs mean nothing. Grace doesn't come by the law. Grace doesn't come by what you choose to believe. Very important. Grace comes by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not a choice. It is a decision. A choice seems to indicate other options. See, if I have the choice to believe in a certain way, like maybe I believe in God, but maybe I believe in him, like I believe in him differently. You know, he's just one with everything. You know? Or God is everywhere in the plants and the flowers and the trees, different belief systems. That's, a, that's choices. There is not multiple ways to get to have a relationship with God. If this were the case, multiple religions would make sense. Let me say that again. There is not multiple ways to get to God. If there were, multiple religions would make sense. But there's not. There's only one. There's only one answer. There's only one way. And there's only one decision. Not religion. Not a belief system. One question. And you might be thinking of several questions. What could this question mean? What could it be? Here's the question. 
And how you answer this is so very important. This is not about opinions. It's not about how many times you need to be baptized. It's not about which way you get baptized. It's not about how you come to know Jesus or in what way you need to come to know Jesus. It's not about any of those things. It's just one question that you need to answer. Do you want to have an eternity with God, the creator of heaven and earth? That's the question. Just one. And if so, then Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Christ is not a choose-your-own-adventure book. He is a decision based on your answer to where you want to spend eternity. John 14, 1 through 6. Jesus says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. So Jesus is already like, you already know this. You already got this. But Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Now, who else is very thankful that Thomas asked that question? Because I sure am. Because when Jesus says, you know where, you know this, and I'm like, no, I don't. I really don't know. And Thomas asked this question, and Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is not multiple ways to get to God. There's not many religions to get to God. There's one way. And that is through a belief in Jesus Christ. And that is a choice. That's not a multiple, or that's not a choice. It's a decision that you make. Because multiple choice would kind of indicate the fact that there are multiple things that you can actually choose from. It's not. It's either do you want to have a relationship with God or not. And how you answer that question will pretty much run the rest of your life. So, Paul's big issue with the Galatians, why would you put rules in the, in, in the way of the grace that God gives? Paul then compares this to Abram and Sarai when they decided to solve the issue of them not having children and not wait on God. Okay? And then he basically indicates the fact of all the issues that happened in there. And so now what does that have to do with us? When we do not wait on God to find the answers, when we try to solve it ourselves, we are basically building up consequences that we're going to have to live with. Will God still do what he promises to do? Yes. God has never failed to accomplish exactly what he promises to do. However, you will have to live with 
whatever decisions that you have tried to make, whatever patch job that you tried to actually put in place to make things happen. Well, this, is, this must be of God because, you know, I can just go do this. Just because you can do it doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. So when you try to do patch jobs, you will live with the consequences of when you try to make things happen outside of what God is trying to do. Will God still do what he wants? Yes. But you will live with the consequences. And that brings us to the last verse that I did not state last week that Anne reminded me of last last time, which was Psalms 27:14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. That is Psalms 27:14. It's hard to wait, especially when you're not getting any answers. But the reasons why you don't have any answers is because God is not ready to actually answer you at that point in time. He will show you when he is ready to actually answer that. So wait on the Lord. And believe me, if, if it's coming across as if I got this one down, I don't. I all the times have to deal with the consequences of my own choices and decisions. It's everybody's, you, we all need to learn how to actually wait upon God. So then Paul transitions into another question in chapter 5 of Galatians. So if you move on over into Galatians, which is where we will be spending the the majority of the rest of our time. We have a few other verses, but we'll be spending the majority of our time there. In Ephesians 5, and we're starting in verse 7, he says this to the Galatians. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? And this once again comes to the law. This persuasion does not come from him, meaning Jesus, who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord. Notice that. Confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. Okay. Jesus did not call you to live under bondage of laws and rules. Why? Because when you're living by the Spirit, here's the thing, and, and, he, and, and Paul's going to get to this, so I'm kind of stealing from Paul's thunder here. And, and, but, but Paul basically indicates in the fact that we, as individuals, as we follow after the Spirit of God, the one major thing that really, really, truly governs us is, is what you're doing showing love one to another. You, got, you catch that? Is what you're about to do showing love one to another? Is how you are presenting your statement showing love one to another? Because notice that Paul's confidence is not found in them. It's found in them in the Lord. I have a confidence that you, following after Jesus Christ, the Messiah, having that relationship is going to produce in you the kind of character with which is going to encourage and build one another up. This person that is trying to put you underneath the law, 
they will suffer their own judgment. I'm not going to deal with that right now. I'm going to deal with you in the Lord. Concentrate on Jesus. Get your focus back onto where you need to be. It's not about all the laws and the rules and making sure you do good. Even Paul says, when I try to do good, I end up doing bad. But if I focus on Jesus, then my pursuit is not about always trying to do good. My pursuit is trying to follow after Christ. And if I'm trying to follow after Christ, then my character is going to start producing that kind of fruit that's going to benefit other people. How many trees do you see actually eat its own fruit? You ever thought of that? My life, as I honor God and as God works in me and shines through me, helps others. But my pursuit is not in trying to do all those little things. My pursuit is in trying to serve and follow after Christ. That's where my focus is. It's how I handle addictions. If you deal with any addictions, food addictions, um, food addictions, gossip addictions, uh, um, let's see, chocolate addictions, that's mine. Um, any kind of addictions. Yeah, you can throw in smoking and you can throw in alcohol and you can throw in drugs and whatever, but those are those always get all the attention or whatever. We don't we don't pay attention to like all the other things that we put in our lives that become the focus of our life. It's very easy to talk about drugs and alcohol. It's very easy to talk about that. It's kind of difficult when we start talking about like gossiping and um, the fact that I'm having difficulty controlling my eating. Eating is fine, but it's when I have the third helping of lasagna. When my helping of lasagna may be the entire pan, like, you know, okay, I never got to the entire pan, but I did get to half the pan, okay? Just saying. So it's very easy to talk about the things that are out there, but there are several other things that we need to also focus on Any addiction. If you focus on the addiction, you will end up doing the addiction. But if you focus on the solution, turns out God will change your heart and mind so that your want to, to want to, to want to, will turn into want to, to want to, to want to follow after God. Okay? So, that governs our relationship. So my confidence is not in you. My confidence is found you in Christ Jesus, following after, changing your heart and your life. Galatians 5, 11 through 12. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. Meaning, get out of the way. Just, just be done. 
What is he saying? What he's basically saying is he's like, if I were to go into and accept and agree with this and start teaching circumcision, I would, I would, the persecution would stop. It would be easy for me to follow the party line. It would be easy for me to preach a, a, a denominational way of thinking because that is what is generally accepted. It's generally accepted to, to follow the party line. What's not accepted is when you start saying, I have confidence in you that Christ is going to produce in you that kind of character because that leaves it out of people's hands. No longer can you govern a person. Because why? Because they're under the Holy Spirit, which is exactly what we're supposed to be anyway. We're supposed to be allowing our lives to change based on our relationship with God. And as as Sunday school we were talking about, multiple times. I am still learning the areas of my life that need to change. I don't know them all right now. God is walking me through this process of change. Where I am today is not where I'm going to be tomorrow. And where I am tomorrow is not what I'm going to be in a month or a month after that. Because God is constantly, constantly working our relationship with him all the time. So, as we walk this, we focus on Jesus and not on loss. There's a few things here. Um, Romans 10, keep your hand in Galatians, but if you'll flip over to Romans. The law is what Christ accomplished unto righteousness. Romans 10 says this, 1 through 4. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. This would be Gnosticism. This would be that knowledge-based. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who forgives or who believes. Sorry. So now, if you look up the Greek term, it's not the end of the law, it's the goal of the law. The whole entire, the whole entire Torah, everything that was set about, the whole goal of that was for Jesus. Because the Torah couldn't save. Grace didn't come by the Torah. What we knew about right and wrong, that was the Torah. But the Torah pointed to a need for a savior, and that's Jesus. The law is what Christ accomplished. Now, next one, Deuteronomy. I know, we're dipping into the Old Testament. Keep your hand in Galatians, though, because we're going to be back. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. If a man has committed a sin deserving of death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain overnight on the tree, but you shall surely bury him that day so that you do not defile the land which the Lord your God is giving you as inheritance. For he who is hanged is accursed of God. The law is what calls Christ accursed, because where did Christ die? On a cross. If Paul were to teach religion, he would be accepted. And the offense that Christ went on the cross would mean nothing. No persecution. Christ 
doesn't do that. However, Christ will always cause a decision. A religion will argue, debate, discuss, provide choices. This church versus this church. You can go here to this denomination. You can have your service like this. It will look like this. And you can feel comfortable with yourself. With Christ, there's only one question. Do you want an eternal relationship with the God who created it all? Galatians 5, 13 through 15. Hopefully you kept your hand there. For you, brethren, having been called to liberty, only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. In Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, you have liberty. However, do not disobey the one rule that governs our relationship with one another. Love your neighbor. Who's your closest neighbor? Well, let's see here. Um, if If you're married, the closest neighbor that you got is your wife. Your husband. And it kind of spreads from there, doesn't it? If you're a child, it's your parents. It's your friends. Now, I know that most of you pretty much have either grown up around here or around the ideas around here. But from where I'm from, neighbors don't go over to other neighbors and help them out. You have to hire people in order to do that. I still will remember the time I was calling Rex, and he had just been at a, doing his own branding, and he was traveling, and I caught him right in the middle from, from traveling from, one, from his ranch to go to his neighbor's ranch to do exactly what? Can anybody guess? Same thing, right? But not his ranch. He was traveling to his neighbor's ranch to help them out. Now, to you, that may seem very normal. To me, that's like, what? Why would you do that? It's strange. I love this area. This is one of the major reasons why I love this area. But that kind of deal of loving one's neighbor. Now, are those neighbors going to always agree? No, probably not. They probably have disagreements. They probably don't always agree on everything. But they're neighbors. Why am I going to go help? Because they need help. Simple as that. Can it really be that simple to love one another? That you're going to help another person for the very simple reason that they need it? That if they find something offensive, you're not going to do it because you don't want to offend your neighbor? even if it's not something that you really even agree with? Is it that simple? Yeah, it really is. Why? Because you see the proof of it all throughout this county. 
you have an example that other areas don't. I wish I could actually take a picture and I wish I could use it and say, listen, this is what neighborly love looks like. I'm not going over and helping them because I agree with everything that they think. I'm not going over there to help them because they need to follow exactly what I believe. I'm going over there and I'm helping them because they need help. And guess what? I'm going to brand the way they brand because that's how they do it. Even though I may think that my way of branding is better. Right? I love the discussions between rope branders and table branders. It's, 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 it gets really funny. But I'm going to do it the way they're doing it. Why? Because I'm going to be there. A religion that separates is not a religion based on the love of Christ, for the love of Christ changes us based on how you answer that one question. If you answer to no, I do not want to have a relationship with God, then you have to come up with reasons to believe what you believe, then argue when your beliefs meet with other non-believers of what you believe. Or when reality hits, you're going to have to argue with yourself to convince yourself that what you believe is still the right way. If it is yes, then the relationship with the loving God changes how we love others to the point that what they find offensive, you don't want to do, no matter what your opinions or beliefs. So how do you answer that question? Is it I will have a relationship with God based on what I think is right? Or is it in the liberty of Jesus Christ? The one causes arguments, disagreements, convincing speech, logical reasoning, and separation. The other changes hearts and minds based on a design set in place by the creator of all things. Believe it or not, this is what causes people to gather together. It's not a have to. It's a want to. I have never called this, I mean, I may have referred to it as a job just simply to make it easier for other people to actually accept that. But I'm going to say this, being a pastor is not a job. If it was a job, then it would be a drudgery. If it was a job, it would be an obligation. If it was a job, then it would be a have to. I love God, and I love coming here so that I can have a family reunion with the people I love being around. Because I love the body of Christ, and I love it when we can feed into one another. Is there different opinions? In this room right now, we could have arguments for weeks, months even, on different beliefs. Turns out we can all gather together in Jesus Christ. And that is what is so awesome. That is what's so awesome. We're we're bound together by the precious blood of Christ. The precious blood of Christ is what saves you. It's what saves me. And in the end, 
It's about standing before God and hearing those words with that hope of salvation that says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter thou into thy rest. Because that's the end goal. Eternity. Do you want to have an eternity with God, the creator of heaven and earth? And if so, Find a relationship with Jesus, not based on opinions, not based on beliefs or a system, but based on simply, I want to follow after Jesus. I want to pursue Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah. That's what I want. Because that is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. You struggle with addictions? find Jesus. You struggle with dealing with people? Look at Jesus. I think Jesus kind of struggled with a few people. Just a little. Find Jesus. Focus on Jesus. That's where the answer lies. Are you going to always understand it? I'm not going to guarantee that. I never said that. I never said that you're going to understand every single thing that happens in your life. You're not. You're just not. But can you find contentment in the not knowing? Have that relationship. Changes lives. It's awesome. Let's pray. Lord God, I want to thank you for this day. Lord God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for everything that you do. And I pray, Lord God, that we may just have a wonderful rest of the day. And may you be glorified in our hearts and our minds. And may we fellowship with one another and share testimonies, and share times, and build one another up, and encourage. In your name I pray. Amen, and amen.